welcome back to the Loot Podcast here on Post Show Recaps. My name is Ariel and a very hearty welcome back and welcome home to Dr. Amanda. Uh, thank you, Ariel. Thank you for welcoming me. We just, um, you know, we're coming off of the big 4th of July weekend and I'm reminded that this is America, so it's our duty to stay here and be miserable. <laughs> that one hit me really hard. Yeah. <laughs> That was rough. That was rough. Oh, Ainsley, you don't know how true it is. So Uh prescient, that Ainsley. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, We are here to discuss episode five Mm. of Loot. uh, Episode five already. Halza. Halza. Not some other word that I was saying because I was mispronouncing (laughs) it. Um, Yeah, to that point, you just said halfway. Now we're halfway done after this. Wow. Wow. Yeah. We're like, it feels like we're in the midpoint of the season. I think it's like, we're kind of like at home in some of these characters and their relationships. Um, Mm -hmm. So, you know, it feels like we just got started, but here we are halfway, halfway done with season one of loot. Yeah, this was really, um, I was actually, I don't know, pleasantly surprised by like the way it just started and we picked up, like I, I was, you know, I hate, I hate to even bring this up, but like the whole like binge versus watching, you know, binge watching versus, and I just, I couldn't help but think how I would be processing this on a binge because like mm-hmm. we go into basically right where we left off as far as the um, painting of the little girl. Yes. Yeah. 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 Like we jump right in. This is, I think our first episode so last episode we didn't open with molly we opened with a theme park um this episode we're opening like i think is the first time we're opening with another character that's not molly so it like it it really feels like you know like you said it picked right up where it started which you know we were talking about how that last episode sort of left us like at a really emotionally charged point um Mm -hmm. and so this episode's going to start right back with that character of arthur and his um you know processing of the aftermath of that so um yeah i like that we're starting with a different character i feel like we're getting more um of the ensemble here that molly fits into and it's less like all from molly's point of view and that's fun because there is like a strong cast um so yeah we can jump right into talking about the episode yes i think we should and to that point yeah i think that's that's totally right that the not just uh the the ensemble getting like showcased here in different ways but like really organically uh featured in the different storylines across the board i thought it was like a really I don't know, easy. It felt easy if that, if mm-hmm. we can say that about like just the way everyone was interacting and because it's the fifth episode, like there's a lot of stuff that's already been done and we can just like focus on their evolving dynamics, right. which I think is, yeah. you know, like any show you, you have to earn that. And this show definitely has. Yeah. My husband, my husband is like a, has been like an, an improviser. He was like a stage actor and comedian and he's Ooh. always, yeah. So, and so one of the things like that's his soapbox is that like, it's always better to write characters that already know each other. Like he talks about this, like in film and in TV and when people set up scenes that it's mm-hmm. like when you have characters meeting for the first time, like so much of the dialogue and scene time is like taken up with like, establishing a relationship but if you have two characters start and they're like 
siblings or they're a couple or they already have some relationship to each other, then it just like gives you all of this room to do more interesting, deeper type of exploration. So I feel like we're at the point in the season now where it's like we're no longer like have Nicholas and Howard getting to know each other. They're just friends. And so like they can immediately right. start with their dynamic and like Molly mm -hmm. and Arthur are not just getting to know each other like they have a history. So it's like I right. feel like right now it's like lots of the table setting has been done. So we'll really get to see sort of the potential in these character interactions. Yeah, now that all the table setting is done, we can get to the crappy grilled cheeses <laughs> yes. of of the all the character dynamics. Yeah, so it's not a David Chang grilled cheese. Right. Nobody's saying nobody's saying thank you, David Chang, for those grilled cheeses. For those grilled cheeses, yes. I'm sure his would get a very hearty thank you. Mm -hmm. But these mm -hmm. these are looking very sus, as the children oh. say. <laughs> uh. Um, so we're going to start, as we've already alluded to, at Arthur's house. He's he's waking up and starting his day. Yes, he's getting out of bed. He's wearing <laughs> full... Okay, I was just... I, I hope that his AC situation is good because, like, the the full... Um, leg pajama oh. I think it, like is a is a choice I'm not saying it's mm -hmm. weird I'm not saying that other you don't, don't you do don't it. do you don't do that Ariel you're not I like just, you're, you don't put on your jammies I get very I go very I, I run very hot like mm -hmm. uh, you know in uh when I'm when I'm sleeping it's very easy for me to mm -hmm. overheat so yes. I tend to go for a very uh functional short pajama like yes okay. i could go i could see myself wearing that print it looks very mm -hmm. comfortable mm -hmm. um but it needs to be a little shorter <laughs> less less yeah yeah they're in la so we know that the like climate is hot but i also feel like when you live in a warm weather place like everything is over air conditioned like all the time Especially here in beautiful America. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. It's like, let's maximize our use of fossil fuels so we can be uncomfortable. I don't and know what BTUs mean, but I know that I need a lot of them to feel comfortable. That's that's the vibe here in, in America. It's our duty to stay here and be miserable. <laughs> it's our duty, our patriotic duty. Um <laughs> Uh, so we get to see sweet little Arthur's morning routine with his coffee and his instant oatmeal. And I like oatmeal, but this was like too watery, this oatmeal. This is, this was vile. Like <laughs> I am, I am a tried and true overnight oats person. Oh, I, I love have them the overnight oats. Every day mm -hmm. for the most part. And this was out of like some hellish like yeah. joke of a cooking show oh. i just don't understand like he made it with water no judgment whatever you you eat what you want but this did not look appetizing this was all. this was like giving me the instant like you're at like a gas station convenience store <laughs> and they have like the instant the instant oatmeal thing and they don't really have like a way to prepare, but they do have like the hot water for the it's tea. It's hot water and that's and you, it. And you like pour a little bit on it and it's still watery. It didn't, it didn't look good. I felt bad, but it felt very Arthur. Like he feels yes. like he's like a very like, like lives like this aesthetic life of like, you know, like, I don't know. It just of felt gray. Very, of gray, of gray everything. And, and beige and mm. uh, a couple of, darker grays yeah yeah he's got a palette of grays <laughs> that was mm -hmm. what this breakfast was um 
But then he also has this lovely little bird painting and he sits down to his breakfast and he's facing directly at the painting that Molly has just given him. This is, I think, for me, the th one of the things that the show does the best. Like, it's such interesting shot composition. I remember, like, in the first episode, we called out, like, the really uh, incredible close-ups of Maya Rudolph's face. So there was, like, a moment in episode one or two where she's, like, floating, and then it's kind of, like, moving quickly in time. It's just the show looks great, mm -hmm. even when we're, like you know, like last episode, not quite enjoying it as much. I think it still mm -hmm. looks expensive, I guess I can say, mm -hmm. to, to, the, to the whole expensive. loot of it all. Yes. Um, and even just that simple shot of like, you know, the camera's facing him and then we're getting his point of view of just like that very uh, right. beautiful yet somehow stark painting of the bird. I just think it looked it looked so cool. Yeah, yeah, I think, and I think that that's, like, a great point to highlight about this show and what makes it stand apart. Like, you can imagine this dialogue and this story and these characters, like, living in that kind of, like, mockumentary-style universe of The Office and Parks yeah. and Rec, and it would be, it would translate perfectly to that, but right. it's, like, it does have this look and this moments of like more of a like prestige drama where they linger yeah. on the actor's face, where they compose a shot in a certain way. And that does like give it this kind of this freshness that I think elevates it above, you know, those other, you know, very comparable shows in a way. But it's like I feel like it's taking that sort of sitcom type of content and it's like yeah. repackaging it in this prestige way and it's not the first show to do that but I do think it's like a very um good example of that yeah I agree I think even though it's not um you know breaking any new ground per se it does feel different it does have mm -hmm. like the that air of uniqueness which I think works obviously to its favor mm-hmm um, Arthur is going to do, you know, some, you know, he's, he's obviously struggling. He eventually takes down the painting, takes it right out to the trash. And of course it's trash day. So it's very quickly, uh, we're going to see the garbage truck come for trash collection, but Arthur has a change of heart and he runs out and tries to rescue the painting. Um, you know, he has this really awkward exchange with the trash collector where he's like, thank you. <laughs> thank you for stopping. And thank you for your service and salutes this man. Salutes him. <laughs> and the man very understandably uh, reacts by just staring at him. <laughs> it's like, okay. Okay. Weirdo in your long pajamas. Okay. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Forever shamed for wearing oh. pajamas, like a normal, normal person. <laughs> um, and he's going to like go back and like face the picture on the wall again. And it's, you know, too much. So eventually he takes it down and puts it in the closet. Yes. Like anything worth keeping, you just stuff it in the closet, especially yeah. if it's worth, you know, mm -hmm. potentially hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah. I, I mean, that's the move. Even if he doesn't want it and even if he doesn't care about the money, it's like that was a work of art somebody painted that you don't just throw that in the trash arthur that's true i didn't even think of that i'm such a yeah. <laughs> i was just like no it's an emotional thing not even like it's worth a lot and also it's like yeah. literal art yeah it's like if somebody put our podcast in the trash ariel i would be, oh. I would be devastated i would hope that if arthur didn't run out and rescue our podcast that our podcast would still fly away like a little bird and be free <gasps> 
like a little bird, <laughs> a fleeting moment of beauty, and then it flies exactly. away. Uh -huh. um, <laughs> um, after the opening credits, we're going to end up in the office break room where both Molly and Arthur are waiting for the coffee to brew, and it's super awk. It's hella awk. <laughs> and um, did you? Uh, apparently, the coffee might need coffee. <laughs> Yeah, and I understood I understood that I understood, right away. I understand. Oh, maybe the coffee machine needs coffee. Yeah, they're trying to like reestablish their like cute witty repartee, but now mm -hmm. it's like just way too awkward between them. Yeah. Um, you know, they're like, oh, these machines, am I right? And she's like, tell me about it. Technology. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the funniest. So natural. So, so natural. natural. I thought the funniest part of this exchange was when he says, "Like, do you know the Spanish word for coffee is El Cafe?" And she's just like, "Yeah, I mean, I, I think, I think yeah. I heard that. I, I probably heard that somewhere." <laughs> that's very. That's a very generous answer from her. Like, as far as on the spectrum of what she could have said to mm -hmm. that very, very stupid question. <laughs> Um, poor, poor Molly and Arthur. They're struggling at this point. Um, in the boardroom, Sophia, Ainsley, and Rhonda are having a meeting. And um, Sophia is really upset because apparently they made a mistake in going over the contract. And there's like too much money going to executives and not students in this like charitable donation. Um, and, uh, you know, Sophia is just like very stressed. Yes, she's apparently um well we don't know that yet but like we'll get to we'll get to her not having left the office yeah uh, but she has like zero chill right now she you know we have seen sophia be on on mm -hmm. on i guess like her different sides of her spectrum personally as mm -hmm. far as like her emotions and here we're very much on the zero chill sophia yeah 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 she's been staying at the office overnight she feels like she has to do that because she has no support um you know at one point she <laughs> chastises Rhonda for like not reading the contract closely she's like well it was a mistake to make me do it I'm not a close <laughs> reader I'm more of a dancer and an artist Rhonda <laughs> yeah Rhonda and Ainsley are the characters that we probably know the least well at this point and we get mm -hmm. a little bit more of them in this episode I think it would be nice if like we kind of flesh them out more because it does feel like they're a little bit underwritten at this point Yes, especially especially Rhonda feels like very cartoonish, mm -hmm. but in a way that is very working for me still right yeah. now. <laughs> like because between her delivery and the ridiculous things that she's always saying, mm -hmm. I'm like, you know what? I will I will give her a lot of rope to be ridiculous. Right. But I agree the the real the real miracle um, that this kind of show can pull off is to take a character like Rhonda mm -hmm. and give her depth, give her right. or give her like a, a, an arc or just like a, a few moments, a story that like actually make you completely rethink her and appreciate her more. Yeah. I really hope we get there with this show because I think that like that she, that she deserves a little bit more of a storyline at this point. Yeah. Um, So Molly's going to come in on all of this and like everyone's stressed. Everyone's working too hard. She's going to suggest that um you know they need a mental health day um and she adds if there's one thing rich people know a great deal about it's self-care <laughs> i once took six baths in one day in three different countries and i'm very proud of that that's impressive do you think she did two baths per country 
or do you yeah. I, mean, I mean that would be that would be the most fair to all of the countries right. if she equally <laughs> if she equally distributed her baths right that would i think that would make the most sense maybe mm -hmm. like it was like a coming and going bath mm -hmm. right like when she arrived and then when she left she needed to make sure from country to country that she was clean i guess and not yeah. spreading spreading dirt across international borders. yeah i mean especially now that we know about um you know global pandemics and and those yes. risks i think that i think that uh you can never you can't be too clean um ariel are you a bath person no i it's I, uh, to be to be completely clear i am very much a shower person mm -hmm. like it's not like i do not believe in cleanliness this is, this is I, it like an anti-hygiene <laughs> stance no long no long pajamas and no showering or baths no um the thing with baths is i like the idea of them mm -hmm. it's just i I think I need to at some point perhaps evolve to like a much, much nicer tub than I have experienced oh, yeah. in my adult, yeah. like across my adult life. I just feel like it doesn't feel as nice as it looks, if that right. makes sense. Like I'm just like sitting in this water, nothing is happening. I need to, I need to like not be doing this. It's like person, <laughs> person soup. <laughs> Yeah, I I do enough. Like I'm in my own emotional soup all day. Oh. I don't need to be like, you know, in literally sitting with myself. It's not yeah. it's not fun for me. Yeah, what about you? I can, I can give a few quick takes on baths. Like I do think that if you are an adult size human, a lot of baths are not like the perfect size for you, right? Yes. Like I like bathe my children in a bath and that's fine. That's great for them. But it's like, right. unless you have like a very nice bathtub, maybe your bath is not big enough to be comfortable. I like the idea of a bath too, but I think like one, I'm too like fidgety and impatient. Like I get in, I'm like, Ooh, this is nice. And I'm like, okay, I'm over it. Now what's next? Mm -hmm. um, and then water temperature is also an issue. I feel like it'll be the perfect temperature when oh, you get man. in and then like very quickly, it's a little too cold or you get in right. and it's too hot. I feel like it's, it's very hard to maintain the bath at like a, at a temperature that's going to be comfortable for an extended period of yeah. time maybe the bath bombs help there is a strong contingent of oh yeah pro bath bomb people in mm. the pusher recaps discord oh wow uh, i would like to salute them oh as it were. i salute you uh but it's 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 not for me or i, I have never personally tried a bath bomb but mm -hmm. i just feel like it'd be a waste of a perfectly good bomb so <laughs> um, well, those are our bath takes. Please write in and give us your feedback about baths. We'd love mm -hmm. to hear it. Um, so so that's what you know. So Molly's on a mission to take Ansley, Sophia, and Rhonda on a mental health day. Back in the break room, Nicholas and Howard are they're just like buddies now. They're like totally just have their little buddy dynamic. They're looking through Nicholas's dating apps um, and he's very quickly rejecting all the matches. One guy wears a hat in every picture. And like, I think Howard says, you don't want to be hat fish. <laughs> that was pretty good. That was pretty good. <laughs> and then he uh, sees, uh, sees a picture of a guy who's with a little girl. He's like, Oh, another gay guy with his niece. You didn't do that work. <laughs> like, <laughs> I felt so attacked. In this oh, moment, I was you, like, how you... <laughs> dare you? 
I will show oh. Dr. Amanda my oh. my uh, my locked Your window locked or my locked screen rather uh, of my iPhone that I just flashed to her on camera. It's of my niece. She is adorable. You didn't do that work, Ariel. I don't. I didn't <laughs> claim to do the work. I didn't say that I birthed her. Mm. I, just, mm-hmm. I just appreciate her from across the country. I don't know. I don't she's, know what else you want me to she's say. She's very beautiful. That was a very adorable picture. Thank you. Um, but, uh, yeah, so Howard and Nicholas are just going through this and, and he asks about the, the guy, the Howard says, isn't there a guy that you're seeing? And I like this. He's like, he's cute, but he's a little clingy last week. He left me a voicemail. (laughs) Yes. Joel Kim booster. He's doing so well. We love him. Anything he says is just so dumb. And like, he has that, he has that cadence Mm. of like, you know the thing is coming, but it doesn't matter. And it's yes. always just ridiculous enough to always make you laugh. It's mm-hmm. it's, it's it's impressive. So funny. So funny. Um, Arthur overhears them having this conversation about dating and he's going to sort of interject and ask if he can like tag along with them for lunch. They're very like wary of him. And, you know, Howard said finally says, well, it's okay. You can come as long as you follow our lead conversation wise. And he says, where you lead, I follow captain. And then like Howard looks at him and he says, now you tell me if you think that was a good start. (laughs) I thought it was a great start. (laughs) (laughs) He's doing his best. He's, he's being deferential. Mm-hmm. We saw him salute earlier. Oh, yes. He's, he's very um he's very he's he's looking for a leader to follow. Mm. Maybe Arthur has a military background. I don't know. Ooh, okay. I mean, I don't find <laughs> that really hard to believe, but 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 also it would kind of make sense in a sick way. Um we're going to cut to the ladies who are now arriving at this like very fancy exclusive looking spa that's called Hulsa. That's where the um, episode gets its title. Um, Molly comes in and is welcomed by like, I don't know, like the manager or the spa ambassador. Like she's like, I don't know what this role is, but um, Sophia's she's some she's some kind of I don't know vessel for the for like she's like the physical <laughs> the physical manifestation of or personification of the uh of the spa itself. Yes, the human embodiment of spa will mm-hmm. greet them there. Mm-hmm. Um, Sophia is like I'm not joining your cult. She's like very quickly <laughs> suspicious of this. Yes, this is where she gets. This is where Molly gets the welcome back and. Welcome home. Home, like, right? And yeah. Sophia's like, absolutely not. No. <laughs> but uh, Rhonda's all in. She's like, I'll join. Yeah, she is very willing to join this potential cult. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Ainsley knows about this spa. She says the wait list is five years long. Um, and Sophia is like really eager to leave and go back to the office. But then like she's immediately sort of descended upon by these people who like give her a temple massage and like mm-hmm. they waft essential oils in her face. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I mean didn't take a lot but no. I, I, I appreciate that Sophia is honest here she feels like she's on the avatar planet right now <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we're getting a new one this year I can't believe it's finally oh happening. really yeah. I have not seen any any of the any of the avatar 
yeah the it's it feels it, it's been so long in the making literally like we've mm -hmm. been waiting i don't know decades at this point for these sequels there was only one and now we're getting i think up to four at wow. some point wow. and the first one finally is coming out this december and it looks great i it gotta say great. i don't really care about the story all that much but like it looks beautiful mm. So we'll see. Maybe Sophia's in that movie. <laughs> oh, that would be great. Yeah. Um, when it rains, Avatar movies, it pours. It pours. <laughs> and it's called, the subtitle is The Way of Water. So Wow. Wow. Um, <laughs> we're going to cut to the boys who are at their lunch date at a restaurant. And Howard says, this place has the best grilled cheese in the city. When the server brings menus, he says, we don't need them. Three grilled cheese sandwiches. No, I don't like this. I love this plot line here with the grilled cheese, which is so dumb. Um, Arthur's gonna order beer, which like is very confusing to Nicholas and Howard. Yeah, and it's this thing of like I think this is it's pretty universal. Like you go out to lunch, and it, you know, obviously it varies if you go with like a coworker mm -hmm. only versus like a boss or someone's boss, and there's a little bit of like ordering chicken that goes on and i don't mean okay hold on no i have to we're that. all we're all gonna no, 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 no. we're not ordering and back the grilled cheese we're all having the chicken no it is not we're not ordering chicken there is a game of chicken going on vis-a-vis uh, -vis the ordering of alcohol like right. there is this thing of like i i'm not gonna drink or I will drink if you will drink, but I'm not going to be the one to mm -hmm. order the drink. Yeah. Like, who's going to do that? Is that okay? Is it a faux pas? And Arthur here is like, we're doing it, which we're doing I thought it. Is yeah. Good for him. Good for him. He 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 wants to have like a bonding experience over a few beers. He's going to look. He's looking for advice. Everybody's um, you know, confused. Nicholas and Howard are really kind of not on board yet. They don't know what Arthur's ulterior motive is. Um. But just the tension of the moment, like Howard's like, okay, I'm going to need the beer to calm down after this. Um, <laughs> and Arthur asks the server for something like Amstel Light, but less exotic. I just, no, like stop, like <laughs> stop doing this to servers. I understand like, you know, we, sh we should be free to just get what we want and we mm. can ask questions and that's all great. But like. At some point, you gotta just you gotta just say words and stop talking because mm. this like uh, but this but less but that yeah. like, it's very hard being a server and mm -hmm. I love her response here just like I'll see what we have. <laughs> I feel like at this point you're like okay this guy doesn't know anything about beer I'll bring him whatever. That's true. She's probably <laughs> yeah. not stressing it. She's like I will literally just bring him an Amstel Light if I have yeah. to because that's, that's the lightest thing we have or like a Michelob Ultra or something like that. Oh okay. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah, what kind of restaurant is this? I think it looks like a Hawaiian-themed restaurant, maybe. Yeah, it's either tiki or it looks, like, inappropriately Mexican, perhaps. Like, in the sense of, like, maybe it's a Mexican restaurant, but that's, it doesn't really look like one. And it's yeah. using, like, tiki themes because we know that that happens, unfortunately. Right, right. Um, but those are those were my those were my only two guesses. Yeah. It doesn't look like the restaurant that would have the best grilled cheese in the city. No, regardless of which of those two or third option we didn't think of it is. It's just yeah, it's not, yeah. It's not like the, our specialty is grilled cheese. No, and when we see the grilled cheese later, we know why. <laughs> 
Um, back at the spa, Sophia and Ainsley and Rhonda and Molly are having a great time. They're relaxing in their face masks. Sophia's going to say, wow, that's how wide my jaw is supposed to open. <laughs> like she's more relaxed than she's ever been in her life. Um, she apologizes to Ainsley and Rhonda for how she had treated them earlier. And she thanks Molly for taking them there. She says, this is was a really good idea. Um, Ainsley's getting into it and she's going to start singing the Friends theme song. <laughs> and Molly's like, we're not singing. We're not doing that. I almost opened the podcast by singing the, the <gasps> I'll be there. <laughs> oh! And then I was like, uh, I forgot. You forgot. <laughs> you can do it now, Ariel, if you want to sing it now. I won't sing it now, but I do feel like you offering me in that moment is you being there for me. So Oh, we live. Well, you didn't have to sing it because we, we lived, lived it. it. <laughs> We're living it right now. I love it. <laughs> at lunch, so at lunch, they've been served their sandwiches and Nicholas is just going to throw his sandwich on the table in complete disgust and say, Howard, this is a terrible grilled cheese sandwich. The cheese doesn't even look melted. It looks like like it looks fully cheese still yeah cheese it's not a grilled cheese it's just cheese it's like school cafeteria i don't know it's not good it doesn't look good and then howard's gonna say okay i'm remembering now this isn't the grilled cheese sandwich place this is the place where tanya and i got bad food poisoning (laughs) no and then he takes a bite what this i would be does not learn lessons the right way i don't think I would be so annoyed if I went to the place that I thought was the best grilled cheese sandwich place and it was it was terrible. I would Yeah, I agree actually. In fact, he is being way too chill here. Like mm. we need we need less chill in this moment. He right. needs to like I don't know, I mean it's not it's nobody's fault except his own. It's not like he should get mad at the server, but I mean, I would be a little bit mad at the server for a, if I were either uh if I were one of the two people that are not him. Right. I would be upset that the server allowed him to order the grilled cheese. Yes. I mean, I wonder if they even have grilled cheese on the menu or if they were just like, oh, they want grilled cheese. We'll like make them grilled cheese. It's probably like on the secret children's menu. Like it's not on the real menu. <laughs> oh, but they it's the it children. This was a children's menu grilled cheese. Yes. Yeah. I agree yeah. with that. Um, so they get, they want to know what's bothering Arthur. And he says, you know, well, when you get to my age, you realize the end is closer than the beginning. And Nicholas replies, oh, my God, that's where you're starting. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Arthur's ready for some companionship again. Um, you know, so he wants to get back into dating. And Nicholas's response is, OK, I really don't like vulnerability, but I love telling people what to do, which is basically what <laughs> advice is. This is some great uh, rationalization as far as I'm concerned. I bought it. I was like, wow. I mean, I don't – there's some, like, negativity in there, but it's fine. The logic kind of tracks. Yeah, yeah. And, like, Arthur's going to take any port in a storm here. So, like, they're going to help Arthur set up some dating apps on his phone. Um, You know, they're – you know, they they start to ask him the bio questions. And, you know, the best that Arthur can do is outside – daughter love um. <laughs> no phrasing no. <laughs> but it's okay nicholas and howard are gonna help him with all of that 
Yeah, back at the spa, Molly runs into her girlfriend group that we were first introduced to back in the Miami episode. Um, we now know that this woman's name, I think, is Jacinda. We hear later on. Mm-hmm. Um and, you know, Jacinda, like, is saying, oh, we've been so busy ever since we got back from Florence. I've been slammed up the butt. Okay, okay, Jacinda. <laughs> Jacinda just being so extra as usual for no reason. Take it down, Jacinda. Um, so it turns out that Molly's old friends went to on vacation to Italy um, with Haley on the annual wives trip that Molly was not invited to this year. Um, Molly is not happy about this. This is sad. Like on the one hand, it's sad on a couple of levels. It's sad that it's called the wives trip. I do not, mm, I do yeah. not really love that. Yeah. But that aside, um, this is this is very in as much as these things can be relatable to us non billionaires. It's re- the feeling <laughs> hey, speak of for, being speak for older. yourself, Ariel. <laughs> you haven't seen my bank statement. <laughs> you, you haven't seen my huge ass tub. Um, I yeah, this is sad and like you know the that very universal thing of we used to do these things mm-hmm. or we used to do this this thing and an annual trip or whatever and now we don't do it for X Y Z reason or I don't do it because I'm not connected anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, people break up all the time and there's like that divorce of friends or div- right. You know, you kind of there has to be like an equitable division of the assets, so to speak, yes. and uh, sometimes that involves people, and right. um, you know you don't always win the people you want. Yeah, no, this is this is part of like a loss or a change in relationship, as it can like shift your entire like social world. And now you know Molly is no longer with John, and so like these friends that she used to fit into their lives, she doesn't fit in in the same way, and she's sort of feeling that 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 part of her identity like in addition to losing john um this part of her identity and her social network has also been changed so she's really bummed um about that and that's going to sort of set up the conflict for the end of the episode here um back at lunch the boys are still working on arthur's dating profiles um i thought this was really really funny so they're going to say age arthur's is 45 and nicholas is okay 41 height 511 <laughs> okay 62 and then nicholas explains if you say you're 511 you're actually 54 you're actually 54 this is <laughs> this is wild and i mean i i i know that this kind of thing can happen in the sense mm. of like, obviously people lie, people, you mm-hmm. know, catfish a little bit, but this seems except like, I feel like usually you find out and it's like, oh, a couple of years off uh-huh. or, you know, like an inch or two off. This is, this is wild. And obviously it's for comedic effect, which is it's Joel Kim booster. So it's all totally right. um, working, but it's, it's also a little sad. Yeah, it is sad. And it's like, and it's, you know, and Arthur is sad about it. You can tell, like, he yeah. doesn't like that, like, this whole, like, entering the dating world, like, is going to have to be on this premise of, you know, sort of tricking people into liking you because you're not good enough. Um, favorite book, Arthur says Jurassic Park. And Howard <laughs> said, I said book, that's a movie. <laughs> and Nicholas says, oh, I'll just leave it blank. It's hotter that way. And Howard's <laughs> like, yeah, Howard's like, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> that that like 
it was like such a great zigzag of things because yeah. like yeah. in your mind you're like I know it's a book like as you're watching you're like it's yeah. a book no it's oh oh and then it just finishes on no book and you're like wow yeah wow, like I every just... every line is like a different a different yeah, joke a different in there joke. Yeah, exactly. at some point Nicholas is gonna roll his eyes and be like gosh being straight is so easy <laughs> <laughs> Incredible stuff. Incredible stuff. Uh, hit, hit Nicholas commenting on straight privilege, <laughs> but not really in the way yeah, that he thinks. No. <laughs> um, we'll stick with the lunch crew because it sort of cuts back and forth a little bit here. But um, mm -hmm. Arthur's going to like get up and go to the bar and order plain soda water. And here he's going to strike up this conversation with a woman, which is like this is th th like this is the most unbelievable like thing that we've seen so far in loot like never mind the entire like show and never mind like taking a helicopter to a soccer game wow. or like whatever i mean i feel like this was he's like like this woman is immediately going to strike up a conversation with him and when he says that he and his friends like had some cervezas she's like oh your spanish pronunciation is actually good it's not hablas espanol i mean listen as someone who does hablas espanol this is this him yeah he i agree with you that the cerveza comment like he said cerveza the way i just said cerveza like you have to like mm -hmm. sometimes i feel self-conscious saying the spanish word within an english sentence right right um but this was not that great and uh, i don't know if i don't know that this is the most unrealistic thing we've seen but like it is very um like she's there only to serve that purpose like she doesn't yeah. feel like a real character yeah. she feels like a plot device Right. Like, I mean, I guess like the premise is if she's like extremely attractive to him, attracted to him and he mm -hmm. like comes up to the bar, like she'll find any excuse to talk to him and like they'll right. eventually like I just don't know that anything that Arthur did here was like this mythical charm that would immediately get him a date with this mm -hmm. woman. But he does like they have, you know, they flirt. She He gets her number um, when he comes back to the table um you know he's gonna say he doesn't want to do the dating profiles and like nicholas and howard are floored that arthur has actually um you know picked up somebody irl um that's very old school <laughs> nicholas is gonna say mm -hmm. um it's very impressive like wow irl like he doesn't really he he clearly doesn't um or at least is the way i took it like doesn't uh feel confident enough maybe to do it himself or like certainly recognizes yeah. that it's difficult that that is something that is much harder to do these days than it used to be right right like that like that you know that that you know dating apps are like kind of their own animal and this is definitely the world that like nicholas and maybe even howard seem like a little more comfortable with and the idea of actually like striking up a conversation with somebody like under like an uncertain premise and and mm -hmm. getting a date is like very Impressive to Nicholas. Um, yes. There were some other funny details, though, before we finish with the dating profiles that, you know, Nicholas is going to say, tell Arthur that he, like he's filling out his profile. And I said, you were a cast member on Road Rules Semester at Sea. Don't worry <laughs> about it. Such a throwback. Such a, th <laughs> such a wonderful, incredible reference that I appreciated as a uh, closer to Arthur's age. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> funny. So funny. And then like, you know, and then when Arthur says that he's going to, um, you know, 
that he's going to delete the apps. You know, Nicholas says like, you know, helping people is such a waste of time. And Arthur's like, don't you work in a charity? And Nicholas says, not by choice. Um, <laughs> I love these like little reminders of like Nicholas's reality of like mm. these like weird blurring of the lines between like his boss and his friend and also like his job and also really yeah. just working for his friend like it's, it's all... just it's just not at all clear what nicholas does at this <laughs> at the charity now like he's mm. obviously molly's assistant but he's not like with her all day assisting her with things now he's just kind of like hanging out with howard mm -hmm. but that it's fine it's fine it's very good um yes. Yeah, so um, this is going to end with a celebratory order of another round of beer. And Howard's going to ask for one more of those bad grilled cheeses. No, the, the grilled cheese is not a drink. It's not a shot. It takes no. a lot of space in your stomach. And you also, you got food poisoning from this place. I know, I know. But I love like the, you know, this isn't good, but I want to eat more of it anyway. And Nicholas is going to say, no, your butt. <laughs> 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 which is like simultaneously very uh like sweet in a way that he cares because clearly only in they've, the sense of they've like talked about it they've or talked something. about it and howard is like self-conscious about it but also like don't like shame him no like, don't body him. don't body shame howard while he's yeah. eating his second terrible grilled cheese <laughs> <laughs> gross um back at the spot uh, Sophia's going to notice that Molly's been gone for a while. Um, and when Sophia goes to find her, Molly's fighting with uh, Jacinda and her other friend. Um, we find out that Molly dumped all of Jacinda's stuff in a hot tub. Um, Molly says it was an accident. And Jacinda's going to say, Phil, hitting that guy in Ireland with his car was an accident. This was not an accident. Ooh, don't love that story. That does not sound like a good story i don't know that i want to see that flashback no 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 saying. um yeah jacinda's like not a very sympathetic character i don't think we're supposed to like her ariel she's not great and honestly i couldn't i'm just gonna say like i don't want to um you know making assumptions about people's names is dumb and not worth doing but just based on what we know about her character i almost it it could be read as like her appropriating this name that isn't oh. really her name like there there was this my immediate thought was like does she like is that not her name mm. and maybe she changed her name because she's rich and unaware it's entirely possible yeah. that that's just her name and that's fine but maybe it I was that maybe it was after her acquittal that she changed her name <laughs> yes. she's like after acquittal comes jacinda <laughs> that's the name of her next fragrance yeah, she had like a whole uh, rebirth celebration. Um, yeah, so, you know, Molly says that, you know, she deserved, Jacinda deserved this because of going on the trip with Haley, um, you know, but this was, this whole display is not in line with the Hulsa, um, you know, with the Hulsa rules here. Um, they have a no negative energy policy. Which I think is pretty positive. Speaking of negative, you know, like like negative negative emotions are normal, right? And yeah, they're like they're not. Uh, they shouldn't be uh, shamed or like suppressed totally. But like, 
you know, maybe a little there, there is something to be said about trying to not uh, spread your negativity around. You want to keep a chill vibe. Definitely at the spa Molly's behavior. I can Mm -hmm. understand like you don't want some one of your patrons to be harassing another patron ideally, Mm -hmm. but this didn't feel like a very forgiving kind of positive policy because they're going to, they're going to rescind um, Molly's membership, of course, after they charge her for the rest of the month. (laughs) The entire month. It's very, it's very Patreon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get to, yes. And actually, it's not a bad time to sign up for Patreon. We're still at the beginning of July here and you could become a post-show recaps patron. Um, We also have a no negative energy policy. That's right. It's oh. it's a similar one, a lot mm-hmm. less, a lot more realistic mm-hmm. and um, rooted in in I don't know the right reasons. I would say to quote yeah. uh, the Bachelor franchise. <laughs> but we will charge you for the full month. But we will <laughs> charge you for the full month. But that's why you should join now earlier in the month, so that yeah. it's more worth it for you. It's more worth it for you. Um, but if you're going to have a negative energy anger outburst, try to like. Try to to steer that towards the end of the month. That's definitely the best value for <laughs> <That's> you. <true. laughs> Incredible advice. Incredible Save advice your here. meltdowns, your public uh-huh. meltdowns for the end for of the later, month. Later. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. So then um they're kicked out and the girls are gonna go to lunch after um being expelled. From the spa, Um, Molly's really sorry to everyone that she had a mental breakdown during their mental health day. And of course, everyone understands. And Molly's reflecting that she doesn't even really like these women, but they were just part of John's life. And she got used to that. Um, But she's starting to feel like she doesn't have a place anymore. Like she's an outdated model car. And they're like, you know, gassing her up. You're a new and improved model. Like a sleek, beautiful Buick. Yes, gassing her up, putting gas in her car. Oh, putting gas in her Buick. Yeah. Yes, I love this. And I just love the idea again, um, very relatable of like, sometimes you find yourself in a situation, you know, like a friendship of convenience, whatever. And then at some point you realize, and sometimes it's that you're, you're, you yourself are now a different person, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But just like the, I don't feel good about these people in my life anymore or this person. Mm -hmm. And, um, Sometimes it's even like, I don't know why I ever did to begin with. Yeah, yeah. And Molly is growing and changing. And I think like we're seeing that now she has Sophia and like Ainsley and Rhonda. Like, I mean, it's better if all of your friends are not at work, probably, especially when you're the boss. (laughs) But Mm -hmm. um, but like she's kind of finding herself in a new way. And maybe she just like maybe that's not her crew anymore. Um. But, you know, she's going to sort of talk about, like, maybe her dating days are behind her. Um, and, you know, Ainsley's going to encourage her, like, you're so beautiful. There must be a ton of men after you. And I, this, like, made me lull. Um, Molly says, well, <laughs> Malcolm Gladwell does keep texting me New Yorker articles and saying this made me think of you. <laughs> <laughs> and she texts back exclamation points but doesn't read the article. Doesn't read the article. Again, very relatable in the sense, not the Malcolm Gladwell. The Malcolm Gladwell is up in your DMs area. Do not misunderstand. But Malcolm Gladwell, if you're listening, my DMs are open. I am am open to learning everything you have to teach. But But you just admitted that you're not going to read the articles. 
listen, Malcolm, if you're listening, you know that I already said that. So there's no point in me lying. I will not try to fix it now. But that's super people will be like, look at this. And I'm like, wow, like, it's just I'm I'm literally working right now. So I can't and then I'm yeah. never gonna think of it again. Like, I know, you just forget you just you're not like, oh, I have to remember to read that article that my friend said. And then me. sometimes I bookmark them. And then I ne like never check my I literally never check my bookmarks again. <laughs> bookmarks are like it's just like real bookmarks in the old days like eventually you kind of lose them you love them and you appreciate them and they're precious to you but they're they don't last always I, I love the idea of like a real bookmark like if I don't finish this book in one sitting it's like um it's done I'm oh it's I put the bookmark in and it's like dead to me um, I would no. lose them or like sometimes I would leave them in a book yeah Ugh, it sucks. I know I know um yeah, like, and then, like, I think, you know, I, I kind of moved over to dog earring the pages or, like, putting, oh, do you know it's the best? Ooh. The jacket, on a hardcover, you use the jacket yes. to mark your spot. I discovered, okay, when I was a kid, I was, like, an avid, avid book reader. Like, I would, okay, this is super embarrassing, but, like, I would, like, we would lay down in front of the TV to watch TV, right? When we were kids, mm -hmm. we had like these pillows. We had like our you have TV to be as pillows. As close as possible. Yes, to the TV. as close as legally possible and legally <laughs> as per your parents' rules. Um, close as legally possible to the TV. And like I'd be reading a book in my room. And then like I wouldn't want to leave the book alone. So I would like bring it with me oh. and then like lay next to the book. <laughs> That's so sweet. It's like your emotional support book. <laughs> Ariel, that is so cute. <laughs> because I never, and I was always like, but I want to still be reading. Well, if I bring the book with me, that's like the next best thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, you just wanted it to be close to you. I just wanted to finish the book. <laughs> you didn't need a bookmark. You could just like hold your place. Yes. Oh, but my point in even bringing that up was like, I discovered way too late that the hardcover jacket was in and of itself a bookmark. A bookmark, I, was so I know. Pissed. I was like, no <laughs> one told me. Well, we are telling you now, listeners. Yes. This is this you is, can. Yes, you can. <laughs> life hack right here. You can use the jacket of a hardcover book to hold the shortest, your place. the shortest BuzzFeed listicle you have ever seen <laughs> above life hacks. It's just this one thing about the and about then the Ariel, it's like this great milestone in your book mm -hmm. reading when you stop using the front jacket the front flap and you, and you start the using back. the back jacket oh, flap. Those Harry Potter books were really straining the jackets because oh, yeah, it's just like yeah. you're just stretching, stretching. And like at that point, you might as well just just rip the book cover off because <laughs> it's just it's doing so much. These poor book covers, they do so much for us. Wow. Oh, I mean, yeah, hey, yeah. the the who knew you were going to get an ode to the dust jacket on the loot the podcast? Um, but I, did, dust jackets, I guess I just I just love this idea that you could be like so rich and famous that when you're single, Malcolm Gladwell like is immediately rolling up in your DMs. Incredible. It's a different. They literally like exist in a different stratosphere. They do. You know? They do. Up there. So funny. Um, so anyway, back at the office, um, the guys are back from their lunch and they're all like tired and drunk, like mm -hmm. in <laughs> different in different sort of states of disarray around the office. Um, when the women come back, Nicholas is going to say the boss bitches are back respectfully. <laughs> respectfully. Listen, there is um, 
there is a special kind of hysteria or maybe hysteria is the wrong word. There's a special kind of um, awkwardness and wonderful stupidity that occurs when you go back to the office drunk. Now, this is hypothetically speaking, of okay. course. Okay, yes, yes. Um, I I know of a business lunch. I have watched Mad mm -hmm. Men many times. Oh, yeah. So I am just speaking, you know, hypothetically, no, ex no experience. But uh, it's just like, okay, acting normal, acting normal. And then you say something and you're like, no, I failed. That, that was, was not normal. <laughs> that was not it. Can I can I share a um a like a little like neuroscience factoid Ooh. about like our experience of drunkenness? Tell me more about myself. <laughs> um, so there is this phenomenon called place conditioned preference, where Ooh. like when you're in a setting where you're used to ingesting like Im like imbibing a substance, like mm -hmm. your body starts to mount its compensatory response. So like this is the response that makes people feel withdrawal. Okay. Um, this is what helps you like this is what tolerance is like your body mm -hmm. starts to mount okay. this compensatory response to handle the fact that you're drinking or this is really common with like using opioids. So when right, you're right. in the bar, your body is like more equipped to process alcohol. But then okay. when you go into a setting where you're not used to oh drinking, then you're, you're, you're psychologically not primed for it and you feel more drunk. And I think a lot of people can relate to this, like That's they're drinking and then yeah. they don't realize how drunk they are until they're in the bathroom and like yeah. the, the setting changes. Um, Right. And or you is, walk out or you just walk out of the bar and now it's like you feel a little bit differently. Right. Right. So and this and this also like explains why um, people who um, use like opiates are more likely to overdose if they're using the same amount in a different place right, because their body setting. like didn't prepare them. So like That's I feel crazy. like so when you're at work and you like drink a little bit, like you mm -hmm. feel so much drunker because your body is like, this is not a drunk place. Like yes. I'm not, I'm not no, ready totally. to handle this no that's funny because it is like this almost like childlike feeling of just like your brain is going really fast and like your body is like or some combination of those things some part of you is like going really fast and is like super hyper and then another part of you is like all right you need to calm down for a second because you're not you don't know how to do yeah. this and to your point it's because you don't you're like you don't have as much experience with that yeah yeah so that so that's very interesting so i was thinking about that when they were drunk that's work. fascinating. Yeah, that's a little factoid from Dr. Amanda. Um, but um, Sophia's going to notice that, like, they've kind of, you know, the day the day is sort of a lost cause at this point. <laughs> <laughs> we're calling it. We're calling we're it. She needs to go home and shower. Or I guess oh, she showered probably at the spa. So oh, yeah, yeah. Fine. She's probably clean now. Um, one, one nice detail here is Howard is eating curly fries out of, like, this giant chip bowl. <laughs> Did, I couldn't immediately tell what it was. And my only thought was, are these curly fries? But that wouldn't make sense. They, I think that they're curly fries. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, but they're gonna, they're gonna, the boys are gonna share that they celebrated because Arthur asked someone out at the bar and Sophia is also gonna say IRL. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yes. I love the idea that like Sophia and mm -hmm. Nicholas are like almost on that same level when it comes to, 
I don't know, like certain social things. Like they have just, the it, same it, reaction. They're in like the same social milieu where like yeah. people ask each other out IRL. And that that seems right. That seems right. They both mm -hmm. kind of have that like a certain confidence about them. They they move through the world mm -hmm. in like a very um, intentional way. And I, I like that little connection that they have there. Um, Nicholas is going to add that this woman is beautiful too or muy caliente. And then he <laughs> says, I can say that because I'm gay. And Sophia says, no, you can't. <laughs> And he says, but what about, what about the alliance? Right? What about what the alliance? What about the <laughs> Like, I guess the gay, like, the Latino gay alliance. Or I don't know if it's like, I don't know if it's gay Latino, gay feminine. I don't, I don't. Yeah, know. I couldn't, I couldn't really tell, but it was funny that he said it. And then Sophia's we're reaction not, is like, no, that's not We're not thing. supposed to talk about the alliance out loud. Right, exactly. <laughs> that's not, we're, we're at tribal right now. We can't just mention it. <sighs> Top five, baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> five, baby. Um, so Sophia sends everybody home. Like, you know, Molly kind of has an awkward reaction, but she's going to high five Arthur. Like, she knows that this is what's best for him, I think. But it's hard for her. It's hard for me to watch. <laughs> it's hard for me to watch these two people that I'm falling I in know. love with. Mm now deal with the with the friction again the as we friction. always mention on this podcast this like very normal social friction mm -hmm. and she did the right thing by trying to like separate herself but she had already bought the painting so now there are all these messy messy feelings mm -hmm. around the friction and around the so like she established a boundary but it was already messy because of an action that she had taken before the boundary and now we're living right. in this weird like post-boundary mm -hmm. world mm -hmm. where the lines are not clean they're not yes. cleanly drawn no um, I love mess. So this, this is as, as bad as I feel for them. It is very like compelling for me. Mm, messy friction sounds very suggestive to Ari. <laughs> <laughs> Um, messy, messy friction colon uh something codependence what was it atmospheric, oh, atmospheric <laughs> codependence wow oh yeah I, yeah i think we just planned our first two albums ariel yeah. <laughs> um yeah i have really mixed feelings about this because i do think that like arthur and molly like had this really sweet connection we like them both we think that they would both be good for each other like i i think that you know all of that is very much comes across but then I really feel like it's so inappropriate for her in her role to have a romantic relationship with somebody who works for her um like I'm thinking about like yeah. I just saw on Twitter that apparently Elon Musk has more secret children with one of his employees so I mean it's just it's not great yeah that part of it is it is a lot easier to um to gloss over that because it's a TV show. And I'm not yeah. saying that there isn't value in making this point like you did and like really just calling it out. And I think it's important, um, but it's, it's messy, right? Just like, just like the relationship. I think that's part of the problem. That's part of why these things are a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of, yeah. Of these kinds of things. Like maybe we'll get to a point where Arthur like leaves the charity and works somewhere else. And then they're kind of unencumbered and can pursue this. But like for now, yeah. they're leaving it where it is. Um, and we're going to sort of see this last scene is going to underline that like Molly mm -hmm. and Arthur are both sitting down to dinner at their respective homes. Like with their, of course, like when you're eating dinner, you have your phone there and you're staring at your... <laughs> your phone the whole time yeah. um but uh molly's looking at old texts 
between her and Arthur, which is like really sweet and sad. Um, and then we're going to see Arthur gets a text from Chelsea and his sweet little face lights up like a Christmas tree, Ariel. His face lights up and he's wearing the most adorable two-tone gray on gray Henley <laughs> that I have ever seen on Netflix. And it's oh. just keeping, keeping his aesthetic alive from earlier in the episode. It's sweet. It's very sweet and very positive and very... Mm-hmm. Um, normal right of just and normal in the sense of like in a way that his relationship or you know feelings towards molly are not like those are very messy and complicated and this is very clean and easy and obviously somewhat more positive for him yeah it seems very sweet and it's like you know and like he's got the sad excitement of like talking to this new person um We're going to see Molly is like, it looks like she's contemplating maybe texting him, um, but she's going to put her phone down because she's being a good grown up. Um, And like, I was trying to, the first time I watched this twice, I watched this last night and again this morning. And the first time I watched this, I thought that she kind of looks like satisfied and content. But Mm -hmm. I did like notice that I do think there's a little bit of a shift where she looks sort of sad, like after she puts her phone down and decides she's not going to text him. So I think that I, 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 you know, it was, it's a very subtle performance here from Maya Rudolph. um, And I think it's very good. um, But it's like, I think it's somewhat ambiguous whether she's feeling at peace with this or whether there's like some lingering, you know, longing and dissatisfaction. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think this is, I'm left coming out of this episode feeling so good about the show and, and it's, and I'll explain why, like, I don't feel good about the situation, but I feel good at how much the mess is affecting me. You know, Mm -hmm. like if I'm, if I'm feeling these emotions, then the show is doing a good job because I think I absolutely agree that her performance is great. They're so subtle, even just in the office earlier when she gets the news, Mm -hmm. um, you know, that he met someone and that he, you know, has a potential date coming up. It's very subtle work from her, you know, Mm -hmm. for the most part, the, the face acting, as we like to say. Mm -hmm. Um, And the music is working really, really great. Like, again, we get these really cool shots earlier in the episode. There was like this overhead shot of, of, uh, of him that's just like really simple of him drinking mm-hmm. his coffee but there's something about it yeah. that's really cool and here at the end we're seeing a shot of like the empty wall just like the the hanger hook thing of yeah. where the painting was. yeah it's it's giving me so many vibes and it's like such a simple it, it's like presented in this like very simple packaging but it's it's very it's kind of profound and i think i love that and i i think your point about her feeling all those feelings is spot on because our feelings are messy right mm-hmm. i mean you know this better than most people probably in your st- in your mm-hmm. in in your work and mm-hmm. um i love that we're getting all of those things at once because that's how we all feel all the time of like i'm feeling six things right now and i don't know which one is right yeah yeah and i think that it's like like you said about feeling good about the show I think we're in good hands because the show seems to acknowledge all of this, right? Like, I don't think the show is going to gloss over that, like, Molly and Arthur belong together and it's not a problem that she's his boss. Like, the show is, like, clearly acknowledging that or, like, that, like, you know, 
I mean, I would be surprised if like this Chelsea ends up being like the woman of Arthur's dreams or like maybe not. I mean, but it just seems like the show is like very aware of all of this tension and that yeah. it's going to like work it out in the ensuing episodes. Mm. Yes, hopefully, because we have five uh, left and we got a lot left. to do in five. We have a lot to do. Um, yeah, and that takes us to the end of Halsa. We have a lot to do, but we probably won't go back to Halsa because our uh, membership has been rescinded. Goodbye, Halsa. Thanks for nothing. <laughs> Thanks for taking all of our money and never yeah. allowing us to again. Yeah. Uh, I hope that Sophia at least stole one stick of the aroma therapy. Oh, she, she seemed to like that. It looked like uh, a little mini glue stick. Me. Yeah, it looked like like when somebody like when they take like smelling salts to revive somebody. Yeah. Like, <laughs> exactly. They needed to like revive Sophia's like inner sense of peace. I think. Yes. Oh, I love Sophia. I just I love this. I just have to say I love these. I really just love these characters so much. And like their interactions with each other feel so real and feel so earned and, and, mm -hmm. and interesting. And um, I'm just enjoying, you know, we love talking about vibes here. I'm enjoying all of their vibes so much. Yeah, no, great vibes. Like, what I'll say, like, I, I sort of flagged this earlier. Like, I think that Ainsley and Rhonda are still underdeveloped for me. I think Sophia, love Sophia, love Nicholas, mm -hmm. love Howard, love Arthur, obviously. Like, those are really fully realized characters. I would like to see more with those two women. Um, but, like, yeah, we're just, like, having – a lot of fun. Um, I think that like, you know, the first five episodes have been great and it's been so much fun to talk about it with you, Ariel. It has. I'm so enjoying it. I'm taking stock. I'm taking oh. in, I'm taking in all the positive vibes that I'm getting at our little spa mm -hmm. of the loop podcast. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's exciting that we have actually our second half will be longer than our first half. Cause we, cause they, cause of the three episode drop. Mm -hmm. So it's actually mm -hmm. kind of, actually a, a positive outlook that we can have about it yes we're less than half we're we're more than halfway full i guess mm -hmm. this is my second happiest place ariel after disneyland oh i'm honored <laughs> i've actually don't, I've tell, don't tell mickey mouse don't tell me honored. i've actually not been i've never been to disneyland i have been to disney world once as a child but ainsley was at disneyland i think 186 times <laughs> It's an important stat to keep track of. Oh, there was another super, super funny Ainsley moment I want to call out because like, she has gotten relatively little. But when she makes that mistake, she's like really hard on herself in the beginning. Oh, of the yes. Episode. And she says, maybe I should just leave and move back to Connecticut and marry Trevor. Maybe he'll get less stupid as time goes on. <laughs> she's kind of like half whispering it like she's trying to convince herself. It's great work by her oh, for sure. Like yeah. another and to, to, to the point you made earlier, like it's a little bit of of a more a little bit of like a character development mm -hmm, for her like we're mm -hmm. getting like little teases of information yeah. about her um which i think are working great and it's nice mm -hmm. i think we we unintentionally took stock of all the characters here at the at the halfway mm. point so good on us look at us such 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 a such dutiful podcasters here what a bountiful loot that we have around these parts 
<laughs> we gave you that great tip about using a book jacket as a bookmark. Yes. I gave life, you, you get life hacks here. I gave you that neuroscience nugget about processing. And, and neuroscience this. nuggets with Dr. Amanda. That's a, that's, that's a segment. Life like, hacks, we're, neuroscience we're never, nugget. We're never, we're never putting that to bed. <laughs> Um, but I think that is a wonderful place to stop down for now. Mm -hmm. uh, and if you're still listening, we appreciate you so much for doing so, as always. And uh, we will see you next week for episode yeah. six of Loot. In the meantime, hello and goodbye oh. to to uh, our chef friend David Chang. But please well, say what you're where, where say, can the, where where can the people find you, Ariel? Oh, that's right. <laughs> IRL. We're not IRL. I was forgetting. No. I was getting confused. Yeah. Um, people can find me on Twitter at that other Ariel. Um and on the Discord as we love as mm -hmm. we love to plug here. What about yeah. you, Dr. Pe a? People can find me on Twitter at Dr. Amanda R. And also I'm excited our listeners should tune in because Ariel and I are going to be guests on the next wrestling rehab up. In oh the RHAP Rehap Up feed, we're going to mm -hmm. be joining uh, Mari Forth and Matt Scott to yes. give all of our brilliant insights on professional wrestling, of course. Yes, that's very exciting. We're not 100% sure when that will be releasing, but look out for it because it will yeah. be around coming up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um and as far as announcements, actually, yes, thank you for reminding me. I have, I will be podcasting with our friend Grace uh, about a different Apple TV show that's just coming up. It's just coming out uh, called Blackbird. Mm. So look out for that because it's getting pretty good reviews from what Ooh. I from what I hear. And I have one more thing that I just remembered too, Ariel. Please. This is our, I, this is our, uh, our additional nugget. Our addition, more nuggets. Um, I recently joined Jess Sterling and Sarah Ferguson on the Shit 90s Shows Taught Me podcast and talked about one of my favorite movies, My Cousin Vinny. So that was really fun. Oh, my God. That's, um, that um, it's I, I think that that will be dropping soon. Um, so definitely stay tuned and follow Shit 90s Shows Taught Me. For they that. were wrong. Sorry. <laughs> incredible. Incredible yeah. movie. Incredible performances. Mm -hmm. uh, but yes, thank you, Dr. Manda, for yes. being a generous and uh, considerate co-host, as always. <laughs> and um, we will it. see you all again next week. Like I said, episode six. Thank I hope you, it's David great. Chang. Thank you, David Chang. Bye.